Hi there, this is Sister Service, and I have a story for you tonight. Um, I think back a while ago, a couple years or so, I used to be in a ward where um, a young woman, she moved in, and she was recently divorced with some kids, and it was tough for her. She was really struggling. Um, And you can just tell, you know, she just looks sad, like everything was so hard in her life at that moment. Um, also at that time, I happened to have a friend who happened to be friends with her ex-husband. And unfortunately for me, there was a very gentle walking around, trying really hard not to gossip, but that person just kind of like let me know some details that were none of my business. And, um, I certainly didn't solicit that. I didn't want to know any of those things, uh, but they came my way. And so unfortunately I heard a few things that maybe painted her in a less than perfect light. And, um, luckily for me, uh, when I was a young girl, I dealt with intense bullying. I mean, the kind where people wait after school to throw rocks, um, the kind where you drop out of school, right? So to me, I don't ever, the second I hear something negative about someone, I go, I'm going to log that away. And then I'm going to make up my own opinion. Thanks. And that's just how I work my life. I don't know any other way to be other than to figure it out myself. And I don't even make that assumption of how I judge a person on the first time I meet them. I'm going to, you know, seven or eight or 10 or 12 interactions before I start to maybe paint a picture. And don't tell me that y'all don't judge because unfortunately we judge, but that word isn't perfect, is it? Judge meaning judge righteously, you know, we judge people and we almost have to in order to navigate this life. You know, is this person toxic? Is this person great, nice, helpful, quiet? Whatever they are, we, we start to form labels that help us interact with people. That isn't wrong to want to judge righteously, where we want to understand how people work. Um, it is wrong, though, to label them in a negative way or in a way that doesn't allow them to grow. Anyways, back, 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 back. So what I'm saying is I'm trying to formulate an idea of who this person is, and I'm not going to let somebody give me that information. I'm going to make it on my own. So, you know, I get to know this girl and it's so interesting because we were in the ward for quite a while. And so year goes by and you start to see her, what was at first very quiet, um, withdrawn, start to bloom before my eyes setting these goals for herself and achieving them, never giving up, having these ideas, making them happen, being the kind of mother she needs to be, being there for her family, never speaking ill of anybody. And then on top of all of that, meets a great guy, gets remarried, and from there, just skyrocketing into one of the best human beings that you could meet, literally, best human being. And, um, I'm thinking a lot about her tonight, um, because I just recently ran into her and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, now that's what I'm talking about. Like having everything in the world thrown at you and then rising above it all, but she didn't need to do it with, uh, slander is, I guess the word I'm looking for. She didn't need to be 
the kind of person who had to, I don't know, be ugly. I feel like she is the kind of person that I would say can suffer for assuming sake. You know, that's a interesting line. I, I wrote it in a poem years ago. And to me, that's the kind of person who, who knows probably there are a lot of people who assume things about her and she doesn't care. She's going to break those things. She's, she, she's not going to go out of her way to stop you from thinking that because that's not her concern. Her concern is how could she rise above it all? It was David O. McKay who said that every person who lives in this world wields an influence, whether for good or for evil. And it's not what we say alone. It's not alone what we do. It is what he is. Every man, every person radiates what he or she is. Every person is a recipient of radiation. Okay, I just love that. The, ra- the Savior was conscious of that. Whenever he came into the presence of an individual, he sensed that radiation. Whether it was the woman of Samaria with her past life, whether it was the woman who was to be stoned or the men who were to stone her, whether it was the statesman, Nicodemus, or one of the lepers, he was conscious of the radiation from the individual. And to a degree, so are you, and so am I. It is what we are and what we radiate that affects the people around us. Okay, end quote, right? That is amazing. When you think about that, think about what we're radiating. The reason I um, am kind of correlating these two topics of this woman and how she rose above everything and about the the you know what we radiate because it's so interesting even after everything who she was on the inside and what she saw for herself what she was ready to radiate to the world was positivity and determination and isn't that interesting that that's what eventually emerged I feel like in my own life that has happened so many times. Let's say that you have gone out in your life and you said something stupid. You're like, oh, I just misrepresented who I am. I can't believe I did that. Every human on this planet does that at least once or twice in your life. And you think to yourself, you know, what have I done? Here's the beauty. Inside of you is the truth. Inside of you is who you want to be and what you will eventually start to radiate as you become it more and more and more. The truth eventually uncovers itself. It will reveal itself. You don't need to go around waking people up and and apologizing that you're not better than you should be or whatever. Um, I see that a lot, actually. I see women going, oh, I wish I'd have done that better. I've done it. Oh, goodness. I've done it many times. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't make that as cool as I could. Uh, Like, what are we apologizing for? We're in the midst of becoming. And are we going to bemoan that position we're in? We're in growth. There is, there's no need to apologize for not being perfect. That's just weird. Why do we do that? David O. McKay goes on and he says, as individuals, we must think nobler thoughts. We must not encourage vile thoughts or low aspirations. 
we shall radiate them if we do. If we think noble thoughts, if we encourage and cherish noble aspirations, there will be that radiation when we meet people, especially when we associate with them. Kind of a, and, and that end quote. And that's kind of like everything. <laughs> we can't encourage our thoughts to be low and base of ourselves. Um, and, and in doing so, we'll actually feel that way about other people too. I mean, um, if you feel horrible thoughts about yourself and you don't feel like you're becoming something greater, well, you're going to start to think that of other people around you as well. And unfortunately, that's not the kind of people people want to be around. In my life, I am constantly looking for people who amaze me. And I am absolutely blown away by the caliber of people that are around me in my life. And those people I want to be around. And it's interesting. But the second you say, hey, friend, I want to be around you. You are so fun. All of a sudden, they kind of like you. You know why? Because you're happy to see them. You make them smile. And that is what draws people to other people. And so it's kind of like this weird spiral effect. You've got the downward spiral of think I'm awful and therefore I become awful and therefore everybody thinks you're awful. Spiral, spiral down. Or you've got the spiraling up effect where you believe in yourself. Now you believe in other people. Now other people are believing in you. And it's this big spiraling up effect. And that is Heavenly Father's way. That is his way for us to spiral upwards in growth. The second that we do something stupid, if we don't look at it through the upward spiral mindset, if we're not looking at it as, oh, that's a stepping stone in my life's journey. I learned from it. Um, it wasn't very fun. I fell, whatever. If you're not looking at it that way, you know, then it's just, what is it? It's a failure. It's ugly. And it's something you want to hide rather than learn from. And oh no, since you didn't learn from it, you're going to do it again. Right? So in my life, that those are the things I'm searching for. I'm searching for people who are upward spiralers, but I also search for people who are down and spiraling down because I want to, I want them to know that they're loved and that they are good people. And all I can do is hand that out. They don't have to take it. They don't have to believe that. But that is something that I have learned and I hope that other people latch on to. I want them to be like this sister where the world is just throwing yuck at her and she's just like, I will rise. She knows it. And I'm sure she doubted herself a thousand times and I'm sure she didn't think very much of herself from the beginning. But you know what? She didn't give up. And that's what I loved about it is that even when she probably didn't feel like she could do that, she kept on going. And many times in my life, I can totally relate to that where you just feel like you're a giant piece of garbage. And why is the Lord still keeping you around? For me, I know that this is kind of personal, so I'm just going to touch on it real quickly. But I don't know if you're aware of there's something called survivor's guilt. And oftentimes... I'm listening to stories of other women or other men or whoever, someone else who's amazing. Their whole life was amazing. They served. They did all these great things. Then they got an aneurysm and then they died really quickly. 
You know what that does to me? I immediately go, why did I get to live? That's, it's, it's a little hard to swallow. It's also hard to swallow the fact that you're still around. Like, what? Why did I get saved? Why am I still around? Like, what does Heavenly Father want from me? Or what didn't I learn? Or why am I not as good as those people? Maybe if I had been a better person, I would have died. Now I'm afraid to be a better person. You know, like, you have all these questions that swirl in your brain. And it's it's just survivor's guilt is all it is. And I think to myself, um, there is a plan. Heavenly Father knows it. And everybody goes when they go. And I have to stay on that upward spiraling mindset. It's the only thing that every time I start to get into that funk of, I hope I'm living my life up to this second chance I'm getting here, which is actually not even my second chance. It's like my third, (laughs) but I hope I'm living it up to the potential. I hope I'm not wasting it. And I look at that sister. I look what she's doing. I'm like, ah, I got to be like her. There's thousands. I mean, you, you listener, you are probably that person. You are probably that way. What are we going to do with that? Do we throw it away the instant we make a mistake? Do we throw it away the next time we see our stake president or our neighbor down the street? And then we say something and we're like, oh my gosh, everybody probably thinks I'm a moron. You know, do we throw it away in an instant or do we determinate and we believe and eventually it radiates out of us? (sighs) That's what I'm hoping for this new year, that I increase that radiation. For me, um, that is a very sensitive subject because that's actually the premise for the book that I'm writing that's going to come out in uh, the summer. And I've been holding back this big secret (laughs) just because this stupid book. Um, I can't wait to tell everybody. They're probably going to think I'm crazy, but I've been holding back this really big secret. And it's been a little bit tough um, to not share it with everyone. But um, the only reason I am holding it back is because together in that book, it's going to be the best setting for that to be revealed. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't really want to be this person writing books and in the limelight and going places, but I was given this as uh, what I'm supposed to do. When I was in recovery in the hospital, uh, I had personal revelation. I had, I had an experience and because of that, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm doing it. I probably only have 15 listeners and that's fine, (laughs) but I'm doing what Heavenly Father wants me to do because I'm going to determinate that I want to radiate His love. He's given me extra time to do it on this earth. Why not? I want to be that person who radiates and I'm going to see that happen in 2019. And so I want to leave you with these last little words of wisdom from David O. McKay because I'm on a David O. McKay kick. So we might as well go down into this last little bit for you, and you're just going to love this. You're going to eat this up. Um, It is important that we seek, both in life and in books, the companionship of the best and noblest men and women. Thomas Carlyle, a great English writer, said that great men taken up 
in any way our profitable company. We cannot look, however imperfectly, upon a great man without gaining something by him. He is the living light fountain, which is good and pleasant to be near. If you will study the lives of these great light fountains of the world, you can learn of at least one thing that has made turn the page their names endure it is this each one has given something in his life to make the world better they did not spend all their time seeking only pleasure and ease and a good time for themselves alone but found their greatest joy in making others happy and more comfortable all such good deeds live forever even though the world may never hear of them no good deed, no kind word can be spoken without its effects being felt for good upon all. Okay, do you not just love that little light fountains? Being a living light fountain. I hope that that little tidbit just stays with you throughout your week. That you will wish to be that living light fountain for other people. Clearly you are because you're seeking more knowledge in your life. I know that just because you're listening to this. As a light fountain, you can give. And that's what I leave with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.